You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on into the Locked On Utes podcast for a Friday. It's Friday, Friday, gotta get Utes on Friday. We have a special podcast for you all. We have some interview clips left over from the Pac-12 Media Days. None of these interview uh, questions were broadcast on any of the TV stations or radio stations or anything like that. This is from the actual press conference scrum uh, where the players spoke to all the gathered media. So should be some interesting tidbits, some new information here for you. Britt and Covey and Devin Lloyd were together. About 22 minutes worth of material here. We'll break it up for you along the way. Without further ado, this is the Locked On News podcast for Friday, July 30th, 2021. Thank you for joining us today on the Locked On Utes podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It is a great day to be a Ute, but days here on the Locked On Utes podcast are always better than others. So thank you for joining us. It is your favorite brown bear sitting in his comfy chair, Brian Brown here, just introducing you uh, to a little segment of interviews, or I guess a press conference would be the best way to describe this. Some questions posed to Britton Covey and Devin Lloyd. They're at the Pac-12 Conference Media Days. This was not a session that was broadcast on TV. It wasn't a TV interview. It was not uh, part of any of the radio broadcasts. This was the media scrum asking the players questions. So I haven't heard it anywhere else. haven't seen it anywhere else. We're the only ones to have this actual audio here in market. Just another reason why you tune into Locked On Utes every single day. Before we get too deep into it, just wanted to make a small little note. Kyle, former Ute Kyle Kuzma, was traded yesterday to the Washington Wizards, so he will now be a Wizard, although if you ever watched him play basketball, you may have thought he was a Wizard already, but um, ching. Uh, we'll also continue to update things through next week as we talk more about what's coming up with fall camp uh, and everything that comes with it. We'll break down everything. We have plenty of information. I'm going to spend the weekend canvassing and getting every single bit that I possibly can. So that's something else for you to look forward to. Without further ado, here's Britton Covey and Devin Lloyd. It's a good question. I think it's pretty similar, honestly. But I've been there for a while. 2015 was my first year. I, I played against uh, Jared Goff. That gives you any indication of how long I've been there. <laughs> so this is the end of the road for you. You shot this last year. And like, what do you, what do you can't reflect on about your time? So technically, I'm a junior, if you can believe that. Don't even, yeah. But it is likely, likely what, my last year. Um, but it's been wonderful. I I came in actually not not knowing. I, I became a Utah fan when I committed, right? And now I love the program. So it's really cool to have that experience and bring kind of that experience to the team. I've been a part of some great teams, some 10-win seasons, and then I've been a part of some teams that haven't performed as well. So it's, it's fun to kind of bring that insight to these guys that are coming in now. Devin, you're getting a lot of uh, praise this year. You've gotten a lot of the watch lists and everything like that. What, what do you feel like this year can do for you specifically, and what can that do also for you, for this defense that last year was young and inexperienced and now comes in with, with a lot more uh, off-season prep, I guess? Yeah, um, I think, like you said, it just brings uh, more experience on my end. 
being able to help out all the young guys and um, just being able to lead the team um, to our ultimate goal, um, which is the Pac-12 championship and then on to a national championship. But um, it just brings more experience to the team um, and just more veteran leadership. Speaking of that veteran leadership, how confident are you guys going into this season knowing that you are returning so many of your veterans? Um, yeah, we're very confident. Um, us, just like the majority of the pack, are returning uh, most of our guys. And uh, obviously, experience is invaluable. Um, I mentioned that earlier. And so um, I just think that that provides to more confidence, uh, you know, as a team. Um, you still have to earn everything that you get. And so um, that's all it is, is really confidence. But, you know, we're going to have to go in day in and day out and um, earn everything that we want to get. Yeah. And I would just say that, and I've said this before today, but I think the best teams are player-led. And so when you can get your leaders back and there's a group of leaders on the team, I think that makes for a very good atmosphere and culture. Both of you guys, what was your reaction when you saw the uh, preseason and how much do you guys talk about as a team winning the Pac-12? Well, my reaction was I never even saw the preseason picks, if I'm going to be honest, which I kind of like because, uh, you know, maybe we were picked, maybe not. But we just try and keep that underdog mentality. I think that people see Utah kind of as that blue-collar, chip-on-your-shoulder type team. Uh, probably because Coach Whittingham's that way, right? You know, you never want to fight Coach Whittingham. But uh, we try and keep that chip on our shoulder mentality. And so I, I don't know who they pick to win, but it's, you know, either way, I'm going to view us as the underdog and work like I'm the underdog. Um, and then when I get to the game, know that I, you know, you're going to have to come through us. Uh, for me personally, I just heard about it, and at the end of the day, uh, preseason rankings, in uh, my opinion, majority of the team's opinion, is just a matter of opinion. Just because it's all preseason, nobody's ever proved anything. You know, uh, as soon as last season ends, you know, a, a brand new team starts the new year, whether it be the same guys returning or not. You know, and so um, this is a brand new year for us, and at the end of the day, we're going to have to go out and um, show why we are the best or why. We are deserving the best, but ultimately it's on uh, it's on our end um, whether or not we're going to accomplish what we're going to accomplish. And to, to answer your second question, uh, we talk about that uh, fairly regularly, uh, just because it is our ultimate goal um, to get to the Pac-12 championship. Um, and so, um, you know, and we're, we're a team full of winners, in my opinion. Guys want to win. Guys know how to win, and guys do what it takes to win. And so, um, you know, that, that's on our mind regularly, but at the same time, still uh, focus on the present, living the present, and uh, do what we have to do to accomplish that. What type of development or improvement have you seen in the spring from last season going into this season? Um, on an individual standpoint? Individual or and team. Um, I would just say, um, I'd say guys are a lot more athletic, just based off the amount of extra work they're doing, the explosive workouts that we're doing, opposed to strength training. Um, so I'd, see, I, I'd say there's more physical developments in people's bodies um, that will be more noticeable on the field. And then from a mental standpoint, um, guys are just more focused on the ultimate goal, um, Per person, you know, um, so the young guys are more body. We got, you know, obviously a, still our veterans still trying to lead the right, right example. But as a team, we're collectively buying in on the same goal. <clears throat>
Devin, you've talked a lot about mental health and just different things that way. With COVID, that being a really tough year, I don't know if you saw, but Simone Biles in the gymnastics world, she stepped away today just for the event in relation to mental health. What do you, how, how important is that as student-athletes to be seen you know, holistically in mental health, physical health, everything, instead of just as entertainment? Yes, of course. Uh, I think that's huge because at the end of the day, we are people, and you guys, or not you guys, but just people in general see um, us as you know, athletes um, and at, at times can disregard the actual person side of it, which is you know us 90% um, of the time. And so um, I think mental health is a huge thing and it should be a top priority. It should be spoken about more and encouraged more to um, have people speak out whenever you know they're going through a rough time and there should be more positivity associated with, you know, people searching for help post that, you know, negativity. Speaking about that, uh, your coach was talking about Ty and um, his passing, and how did you guys handle that or come together as a team over his passing over the scholarship I heard set up for him? Mm -hmm. um, I thought the program um, started with Mark Carlin. The university did a great job of first making everybody um, available to fly out to this funeral, um, pay for, they, they paid for the whole thing. I thought that was amazing, um, just allowing us to, uh, it was an open casket too, and allowing us to say our last words to him. And, I mean, just for the healing and grieving process, I, think, I thought that was amazing by them. And then just as a team, um, he is on our mind all the time. It's not something you just forget, and so, um, He's definitely going to be, you know, with us this season and for the rest of our lives. Yeah. We've got his uh, jersey hanging up in his locker, in our locker room, and uh, it's interesting to see how um, it brought the team closer in a way that I don't think any other team could have. Not that that, that you know, it's, you wanted that to happen, but it's, you know, it's brought a different atmosphere to our facility, and uh, I hope... You know, I'm sure they'll do a moment of silence for him, but I hope they show his highlight film in the stadium too so that they can have a moment of just craziness because if there were fans in the stadium last year, they would have loved Ty. Yeah, his, yeah. his locker room is uh, completely retired, and yeah. um, there's constant highlights um, that, uh, of him yeah, playing as we walk in the facility. And so, I mean, you, you see him every day. And, and that's the thing that's cool is Ty was only with us for six months, so, and yet, such a huge part of his identity was Utah football. I mean, if you were to see his funeral, you'd think he'd been a Utah football player for 10 years, right? It was really cool, his family and, and everything. And so I think even more than just Ty is what Ty represents now to the team and, and just what Utah football represents as a, as a family. And I'm sure many teams feel that way, but we really do. Like. Devin and I have very different backgrounds. We look differently, but like this, you know, that's my brother. That's my twin brother, maybe. Gotta just cut the beard off. Schwarzenegger Dan Exactly. Fashion line together. Lloyd and Cuffy. And while we're talking about dynamic duos, although it's not quite as dynamic as Lloyd and Covey, let's talk about Built Bar and whey protein. Because you're going to get up to 18 grams of whey protein in every single bar that you order from Built Bar. We talk about all the flavors all the time. There is a special going on right now where you can still get a box of the Grasshopper Cookie. Everyone asks me what my favorite flavor is. It is the Grasshopper Cookie Bar None. The best part about it is you can get it with 15% off with the promo code LOCKED15. That is because we hook you up because we love Built Bar and Built Bar loves us. 
They sponsored the Locked On NBA Draft Show last night. Clearly, they understand their audience, and their audience is hungry for good-tasting, high-protein snacks. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your order. That's the same Built Bar that's the official protein bar of the U.S. Track and Field team. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Devin, you, you, you spoke about the importance of mental health. These questions for both of you. Uh, when you need a respite, you know, from the game, like what do you turn to? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, the first thing I would say is like I try to avoid social media in the good times and the bad times. Uh, I think that's something that Simone Biles actually talked about. Is it's always I don't know if maybe it's just our generation or if it's always been like this, but. Uh, just the tendency to, to quickly turn on people or, or criticize people for poor, poor performance. I mean, Coach Whittingham is a legend at the U, and yet there will be games when I'll hear boos from the fans. You know, and, and I, I've often wondered about that. Like, when I hear about Michael Jordan, there used to be just this, like, he did, never did anything wrong type thing. But then now I go to a jazz game, and it's like we're starting to boo our own players after a bad quarter. Um, so I, I wonder if that's just part of what social media has done to us. So I try and avoid social media in the good and the bad times um, and just be around people who care about me as a person, know where my worth lies, not in my performance and things like that. That helps me the most. I would say um, exercise, meditation, and speaking with my loved ones, um, all of those things kind of help me just get away from the... Um, you know, everything that can come with being a student athlete, um, it, all those things kind of just help get your mind off whatever it is that, you know, you may be down about. So. Yoga. We did yoga yesterday. That was intense. <laughs> what was your favorite position? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sitting down. Yoga. 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 Yeah. Rick, you, you've seen a lot of different wide receiver groups in your time at Utah. Yeah. How, how do you rank this team, knowing that you've, you've added some people in there? Um, you know, who's maybe the surprise? How's the team stacking up, yeah. especially coming into fall? Well, here's what I'd say about this wide receiver group. We've got a lot of guys who aren't as experienced, um, but I've never seen this amount of depth. You know, we, we run 11 personnel, so you got running back and tight end. Um, most of the time we're in 11 personnel. You get three receivers. So if you can get six guys in your room, hopefully eight guys for when you go four receivers, you can get six to eight guys. That there's no drop-off between the one and two. I think you'll have a great group. And that's what we have this year is we've got six to eight guys who are really competing for a starting job. And when the starters need a rest, there's no drop-off. Uh, and then I know the name that a lot of people have heard about. And, and I always, I never like to hype someone up because I think, you know, creates unrealistic expectations, but Devon Bailey is a great player. Um, crazy athletic. We were in the gym the other day and he was throwing down, you know, through the legs windmill dunks and things like that. You know, just right after I would do it, you know. He would, <laughs> but uh, he, he's very athletic, but he's coupled that with work ethic. You know, he started as a walk-on, instantly earned a scholarship, and uh, so I'm excited for him. 
Britain, why has it taken so long for Devon to maybe kind of break through mm-hmm. and, and, and translate practice stuff into a game? Yeah, so we talk about, I talk about this with Devon all the time. I kind of taken a mentor role to him. So he's a little bit older like me. He also served a mission. Um, going into a game is, is really hard. When you haven't performed at a certain level in a game it, and you go into a Pac-12 atmosphere, it really is a challenge. And I think that there's a mental toughness side that people don't focus on enough um, it, when you're just focusing on physical and footwork and all these drills and, and things. But there's something that you have to carry it over. And I feel like I have that partly because I've had to have that my whole life, being small. Um, being, you know, kind of under-recruited and things. And so I'm trying to help Vele develop that because when he goes out there, he needs to have no doubt that he's an all-pack 12 receiver, you know, an all-conference receiver. So we'll, we'll see what, what happens. But he, he knows that is the good thing. He recognizes that part. Brittany, you talked about the, you know, your young wide receivers. What about a guy like Theo Howard coming in after being at yeah. Oklahoma and you slayed before that? Yeah, Theo might be the only one older than me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Theo's great, uh, really smooth. He's got a lot of experience too, uh, coming off an injury. And the one thing that's great about someone like that is they know what works. Uh, there's a lot of idealistic kind of approaches to receivers and football right now, but you get in a game and it all kind of goes out the window. Everything's going so fast. And so when you have guys with experience, they know what works. And I think Theo's going to definitely contribute this year, compete for a starting job. Uh, he looks healthy, so that's that's great. He also came camping with me the other week for his first time in his life. Yeah. We camped at the Green River, we went fishing. I didn't catch anything. <laughs> Devin, what has this offseason done for the defense in particular, knowing that you know last year you only got five games and it was a young, especially in the secondary, the guys behind you, what, what's that been for you? Been able to be like that. Yeah, um, I thought, first of all, those five games uh, were very good for the young guys, um, especially the ones that were first time guys, you know, ever playing and starting. Um, and it really just gave them more confidence um, and more freedom to feel okay making mistakes and, you know, being able to bounce back. But even then, just getting their feet wet and uh, giving them a little bit more game experience. I said this offseason has just allowed everybody to grow closer together, you know, defensively, um, just building that camaraderie and allowing everybody just to get physically, you know, uh, more in shape. You know, I mean, I say guys are going to come back in the best shape of their lives, you know, from all across the board. And so um, really just the combination of those two, um, I say, has definitely helped us this offseason. For both you guys, how, how important is it, maybe not to get the vaccine, but to have your teammates at least understand why it's important mm-hmm. and, and maybe eventually to get it, if yeah. you have it. So, I mean, it's definitely important just because um, you never know how things may pan out, um, you know, with, you know, more strict areas like even L.A., for example, and, you know, they could turn around and, you know, possibly say only vaccinated guys can travel or even just you don't want to have to deal with, you know, how it was last season where if you are vaccinated and then, you know, contact tracing can knock you out or if you do get um, test positive, you know, you have to be knocked out for 10 to 14 days, wherever in the, time, the time frame may fall in, that's just not a, a deal you want to handle. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely important to uh, emphasize that. Yeah, and, and uh, I mean, I, I am an advocate for getting the vaccine and, uh, you know, I've, I've been able to talk with a lot of my players who are 
I think reasonable skepticism about something like that is is totally normal. And uh, I, we've had a lot of players who were skeptical of it, and uh, so it's been interesting to talk with them and uh, help find the resources that can make them feel more comfortable with it. My my cousin is currently uh, she's at Harvard in some sort of medical field that's actually researching the, the vaccine and so she's helped me a lot send me articles that have given a lot of guys confidence um, just because I, I feel like with something like that there's going to be a lot of uh, misinformation that goes around that can scare you and uh, I don't know everything of course but I you know I always side with the majority of health officials is what I would what I say. So I think it's important that our team gets it. That's part two of the Britton Covey, Devin Lloyd press conference. We'll have part three coming up next. What are you guys' majors and what's the favorite class you've taken at Utah? Um, my major is communications and then I'm going to be starting my psychology certificate this fall. And uh, leaving the university, um, should this be my last year with both of those? Um, I would say my favorite class has probably been um, this communication and advocacy class, which is basically um, just a class about um, like controversial topics within uh, the news and just uh, exploring those type of topic topics. So uh, I thought that was class was pretty entertaining. Um, and I'm a business management major with a minor in Spanish. And uh, my favorite class was, as crazy as this is, was business law. I don't know why it was my favorite class. But it, the other week, I, it was like three semesters ago, and I, I was about to throw away my business law notes, and I couldn't do it. It was very hard for me. My wife finally like took it and threw it away for me. But, so I was attached to them for some reason. <laughs> How do you find yourselves like balancing academics and athletics? Yeah, I think you get you get better at it. Uh, that's why I think it's important to study something that you like, so that it's not a difficult balance because you're not dreading school. <laughs> yeah, but you you definitely get better at it, and um, I don't know. I I think if you're a morning person or a night person, it has to do with it too. Like you're you're a night person, right? Or more yeah, yeah you're, you're not a morning person. Yeah. <laughs> since, since you all joined the Pac-12, your cat, the teams and the programs cachet has grown exponentially. There are still people out there who don't know what Utah football entails. How would you characterize the team? I'll say um, this is a tough team that plays entertaining football, and it's always going to be a battle. Anytime you watch us, um, I mean. To those who don't really know our style of play, or you know, those who don't necessarily tune in to um, West Coast football, uh, I would just say you need to uh, eliminate the stigma of you know West Coast, East Coast football. And if you enjoy quality football, then you need to watch Utah football. Yeah, and I would just say we we would never back down from any fight. That's just kind of the mentality of Utah football. So you could put up the best team in the country against us and you'd see a fight. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying like we're going to beat the best team in the country, but we would never back down from any, any type of fight. So we got some dogs. If you guys had gotten a full 12 games in last year, would it have been an easier decision maybe to leave for the draft or, or would there still have been some real discussions on that? 
Um, it definitely would have been a more logical reason um, just because that's more film you have. And so I'd say the decision definitely would have been harder. Um, at the end of the day, I have to do what's you know, the best decision for me. But um, that's still hypothetical. And I know I think I made the best decision for myself. I think we asked you this during spring ball, but can you share what, what kind of draft grade you were getting? Like that whole um, I was getting uh, late second, early third uh, draft grades. Um, talking about the quarterback competition, yeah. how do you view it right now? Has it changed at all since the mm. spring? <clears throat> it has changed because Cam Rising is healthy now. Uh, the first thing is it's a good problem to have. It's not like you're searching for a quarterback, right? You're deciding between a few good options. Uh, I mean, there will be the typical athlete answer, as always, that I don't exactly know who's going to be the quarterback. I do think it's important that you decide who your quarterback is earlier than later, just for that gelling and that meshing to happen. Um, they're really good at different things, so I'm curious to see how that turns out. Uh, there's definitely a reason why Charlie has over 9,000 career passing yards, and that was evident from day one when he stepped on campus. So it will be interesting to see, but I think that that decision will be made earlier than later because, I, I mean, I've never really seen two quarterback systems work out as well. It, it's always helped when you know who your guy is going into the season pretty early on. Devin, do you consider yourself the enforcer of the youth front seven? And do you try to set the tone and have the rest of the defense feed off your energy? Um, I would say that I am a part of an enforcement of the front seven, but I'm not the only leader in that front seven either. Um, our the captain, Mika Tafua, sets the example every day. And I mean, just everybody, you know, in that front seven, um, you know, takes pride in, you know, what they got to do. I mean, we have a lot of veterans, you know, that are on that D-line. And so, yes, I take pride in, you know, setting the example, setting the tone. But uh, like I said, I'm not the only one. And, you know, there's a lot of guys on that uh, front seven uh, that, you know, have been here just as long as I have and been doing it the right way. I want to follow up on that. Um, the defense lost a lot from the 2020 NFL draft. Uh, do you feel that the units want to take a big step forward with all these starters returning? Um, I'd say, yeah, just because we only are going to continue to progress and get better. And um, I'd say from last last season, uh, not only do those five games help, you know, the young guys. I mean, it helped everybody. You know, any any game, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to grow, and you're going to continue to get better. Learn what you're good at. Learn what you're not good at. And so, um, I, I would say yes. Uh, we're going to definitely improve uh, a lot more uh, than we were last season. Hmm. All right. So there you have it. The press conference interview or the media scrum interview with uh, Devin Lloyd and Britton Covey. Some interesting stuff there talking a little bit more on the personal side of things. You know, some questions about mental health, obviously COVID. Uh, I thought Britton's answer about Ty Jordan was especially touching and and very fitting uh, to Britton. He is an incredible young man. Well, maybe not young man so much anymore, but an incredible representative of the University of Utah. I can vouch for a lot of the people who were there. You had either talked to Britton for the first time or or knew him in a cursory manner, and they all just raved about who he is, how he represented the University of Utah, how he interacted with everyone. So, uh, and obviously, Devin, you know, maybe not quite as vocal as Britton, but you heard 
the one part where Britton talks about that's my brother right there, my my twin brother. Uh, so Covey and Lloyd, look for it up on Peacock or or whatever network is going to be streaming that next next season. But uh, great uh, opportunity to get to know these players better. I thought it was important to share that because I think that's the the human side of it is so important to me because I was a player at one point in time. I understand how important football was to me, but also it was important that people found out that I was more than just a football player. And so we try to make the extra effort and extra mile to do that here when we can. So I want to thank everyone for tuning in this week for all the new followers here. Thank you so much for joining us. It has been an incredible run the last few weeks for us to do so well in what is essentially the off season is, is just truly remarkable and also humbling. Thank you everyone for listening. Uh, even, even Reagan, you know, uh, what can I say? But we appreciate you all seriously from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you. We will be back on Monday with more locked on Utes. until then enjoy your weekend.